What is up, everybody? And welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas on the Man Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that primetime is brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. We will talk more about them and their carbon edition right of the week in a few moments here on the show. So welcome everyone on this Monday night. For those of you who are not tuning into Monday Night Football, Bailey Sappy is just... You know, nailing it for the New England Patriots. That's a quarterback controversy. Not like, you know, the one that we were kind of avoiding at all costs in the Cowboys world over the last few weeks. That was not a conversation. But man, that is looking like Sappy's team now. As Samuel Rowe is saying in the YouTube chat, they're about to score once more. Uh, welcome everyone into the show, though. We're here to talk some Cowboys football and Jordan Lewis, a little bit of, you know, bad news for the Cowboys on that one play that we talked at length about last night. Jordan Lewis went down injured. It was a right foot injury and the nickel corner for Dallas will be missing the entire season. David Moore from Dallas Morning News confirmed that earlier in the Earlier on Monday, that's a tough break for Jordan Lewis. But I've been very surprised with how Cowboys Nation has responded to it. I've seen some tweets some uh, by fans, by media analysts, by all of that, suggesting that this is not a major issue for the Dallas Cowboys secondary. And I disagree. I've seen some people suggest that Darren Blant is going to be an upgrade. And hey, I will cross my fingers and I will say, hopefully, I will root for that when the Cowboys play some football. However, I don't know. I don't know if I can I can get there. I, I don't know if I can be in that same conversation or in that same tone for you guys. And actually, I have a question for you guys lined up. Uh, is losing Jordan Lewis a big deal, small deal, or no deal? I know that we liked what Bland showed us in the preseason. Let me know what you guys think about this in the... YouTube chat and in the Facebook chat, whatever you are watching. And by the way, make sure that you hit that thumbs up button as well. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I think that Jordan Lewis is getting kind of disrespected out here with some of the takes. Jordan Lewis is a guy that has played the ninth most slot coverage snaps in the NFL this season at 172. And among the cornerbacks that have played at least 99 snaps in the slot, he is the one to allow the seven least yards per snap. Now, I want to be very clear, though. I am not using this number to kind of convince you that Jordan Lewis is some sort of elite player at Nickelback or that he is a piece that will derail the Cowboys' defensive efforts entirely. But my point here is what Jordan Lewis has been doing for the 2022 season and what Jordan Lewis did for the 2021 season is not easy. In the NFL, when you are facing slot wide receivers, 
you're no longer facing the role player for the opponent, the, you know, small guy that maybe can threaten you with some in routes or some out routes. No. Now you're seeing number one wide receivers in the slot a lot of the time. And maybe the Cowboys do not really play man-to-man -man coverage in 90% of the snaps or anything like that. But Jordan Lewis, in my opinion, losing him for the entire season is a huge deal. I would say that it is, a, it is even more than a big deal, especially because your replacement, and I'm excited about Bland. I am excited about Bland. But he's a fifth-round pick, and there is some risk to that. How well will he look over the course of an extended period of time? Uh, Cowboys chat says, I don't think that, uh, I don't know if Blant will be an upgrade, but I like Blant. He is more aggressive than Lewis. There might be some truth to that. I will give you that for sure. But I definitely do not like Blant better than Jordan Lewis. And I think that this will be a big deal for the Cowboys defense moving forward. Because the reason why you've been able to send some aggressive blitzes the offense's way, because even though the Cowboys are not among the league leaders in blitz rate. They are pretty creative with what they do up front. That has to do with what they can do in coverage. That has to do with how much Dan Quinn trusts his secondary. Will that be disrupted at all without your starting nickel cornerback? So I will say big deal. Toxic Thompson's big deal. Gregory goes with small deal. A medium deal for Bruce. Uh, Jordan Lewis grabs a lot of man. Says Tino Santiago. Blant will be fine. Uh, small deals says Kenneth Fraser. Peter Rizzo says small. Rodney, big loss. More so to depth than anything. And then there is that. You know, you can't ever have too many cornerbacks in the NFL. That's a golden rule. And this is a tough blow for the Cowboys. Because now you've got Darren Bland starting. And suddenly, cornerback four is... Maybe Kelvin Joseph, maybe Nishong Wright. Toxic Tom says, so does that mean Joseph is now number four? He got promoted. What a draft pick. There you go, Toxic. We will have to play that position by committee. Try everyone out, says Desmond. And I, I like these comments because I think that Desmond, A, is right. And B, it might not even be like cornerback exclusive, right? The Cowboys like to play a lot of big nickel. They like to get some safeties in there. Israel Mukwamu is a guy that might get involved. He played some nickel cornerback for the Cowboys in the preseason, even early in the season. Uh, we, he had some looks in there. So I wouldn't be surprised if Mukwamu ends up uh, earning a role in there as well, maybe depending on what the down and distance situation is. So we'll see what happens there. But I think that this is a big deal that we need to talk about more or that Cowboys Nation should be more concerned about than it is right now. Because I was very I, I was very surprised at some of the tweets out there suggesting that this wasn't an issue and that the Cowboys were going to even see an upgrade at nickel cornerback. As I said, like I'm hoping for that to be the case because you want the Cowboys to continue winning. I, I'm guessing that even Jordan Lewis wants Darren Bland to prove to be an upgrade for the secondary. But Honestly, I think it will be a situation that raises a lot of problems for the Cowboys moving forward. If I'm an opponent, if I'm if I am uh, 
well, the Chicago Bears can barely play offense, so I don't know. But if I am the Green Bay Packers or the Minnesota Vikings, who are two of the next three rivals for Dallas, I am making sure that I've got my best player inside as much as I can. I am making sure that Justin Jefferson finds a way to not match up against Trayvon Diggs in every single play. Right? I think that's common sense for the opponents. How will Deron Bland adjust to that? Or how will Dan Quinn adjust to that? Will we see Trayvon Diggs shadowing receivers more often? Will this result in a bigger plate for Trayvon Diggs to handle? That could be, that could be the case as well. How much does this keep the Cowboys from playing man-to-man coverage in certain situations in which they like to do so? 7-Eleven says, sure, it is an issue. A rookie cornerback will struggle some. And I think that we're living in an NFL in which when you're playing in the slot, that might even be more the case than outside, honestly. And that, that might sound like an exaggeration. But as I said, some of these top dogs at wide receiver are getting, are getting a lot of play inside. So we'll see how the Cowboys adjust to that. And that leads us into the trade market conversation here real quick. Because we've talked about this for a while, but now it is it is closed. Now it is time. Uh, I, don't, I feel like if we don't have a conversation about the trade deadline now, we, we never will. So I wanted to talk about that as well. And maybe tomorrow we can circle back into the Lions victory after reviewing the tape. But what position should the Cowboys seek ahead of the deadline? Let me know what you guys think. I have an answer, for, of course. And I have some trade candidates that I want to get into. But before we do any of that, and while you give me your answers, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net because the ride of the week is the 2023 Mazda CX-50, wait for it, the Carbon Edition. That is right. And, and please, more than listen to the, to the read Check out the vehicle. It's right here. It is beautiful. The Carbon Edition is beautiful. I sincerely like it a lot. It starts at $41,730. All-wheel drive. It's got a sunroof, Wi-Fi hotspot, adaptive cruise control, game-changer, hands-free liftgate, and a miles per gallon capacity of 23 when you are in the city. That goes up all the way up to 29 when you are in the highway. So make sure you check out the 2023 Mazda CX-50 Carbon Edition over at FreemanMazda.net. When you're in the website, you can check out the pictures of it. You can check out financing options while being on the website. You don't have to talk to anybody or anything like that. So make sure that you check that out. Because when you choose Freeman Mazda, you're choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. There you go. What do you guys think? What do you guys think about the Cowboys uh, what position should they seek ahead of the trade deadline? Tino Santiago says wide receiver and linebacker. Russell, interesting. He says middle linebacker big time. Patrick Burke says, is Nashawn Wright alive? He is. And I'm guessing that he will get some special teams play moving forward. If you're going to ask Bland to step up or if you're going to ask Kelvin Joseph to step up, uh, get ready for some Nashawn Wright on special teams for sure. Uh, Toxic Tom is offensive coordinator. There you go. Wide out for Bruce. Mike for Peter Rizzo. Wide receiver for Desmond. Mike for Kenneth Fraser. I got to tell you something. 
I gotta tell you something. I know who you're thinking of when you're when you're when you bring up the mic position on the on the chat on both Facebook and YouTube. I know who you guys are talking about. I know. Heck, we are watching him play right now. He's playing over there. I can see him. Monday night football. Roquan Smith from the Chicago Bears. I think that I will not go too deep into this one because, man, if they prove me wrong, I will be so excited. But I don't think that Roquan Smith is on the table right now. Like, the way that the Cowboys do things has thought us that, right? Dallas is not going to be that aggressive. They're not going to aggressively target a big-time name like Roquan Smith that would likely cost them a 2023 day two draft pick plus something more maybe when they feel pretty good about Leighton Vanderish and when they feel pretty good about Anthony Barr as well. I don't see that happening at all. I don't see the uh, Elijah Moore or Denzel Seams happening either. That's, that's another one that a lot of people have brought up. Some of the Jets wide receivers. Today, the Jets traded for James Robinson. James Robinson. I think that we didn't expect New York to be five and two after seven weeks. They have the same record as the Dallas Cowboys. And right now, the Jets seem to be buyers. That's maybe a surprise, but that seems to be the case. You know, Brees Hall went down injured for the Jets, the running back. He tore his ACL. So that was a tough, tough deal for the Jets running back. And they went ahead and they got James Robinson from the Jaguars while Travis Etienne continues to rise, to rise over there in Jacksonville. So I think that the Jets might be buyers. I think that maybe NFL media and Cowboys media included got that one wrong. I think that uh, I think that they're going to be buying and they're not going to be selling. Now, DJ Moore's is Tino Santiago. I would love that one. I would absolutely love that one. I think that I like DJ Moore better than Elijah Moore. That also seems like a tough one based on what the price tag would be for the wide receiver. But I've got a couple of players that I would look for if I were the Dallas Cowboys that I think you can get for a very cheap price. Now, warning, I don't see these guys as being an upgrade necessarily for the starting lineup. I think this would be more of depth kind of moves. Number one would be from the Seattle Seahawks and over at theathletic.com, a beat reporter for the Seattle Seahawks actually suggested that Sidney Jones could be on the move, that he was a prime trade candidate for the Seattle Seahawks and cornerback Sidney Jones. You guys know the name. I'm sure of it because he was a big name during his draft process in 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Sidney Jones... Because I'm seeing some of your comments here. By the way, I'm sorry. I forgot to check out some of these comments here. Uh, oh, no, I didn't. We, we actually did mention them. The answer was to the question. Uh, some people did say cornerback. I agree with cornerback. But I think that if the Cowboys target a corner at the deadline, we would be talking about a depth option for Dallas. And Sidney Jones would be just that for a Cowboy secondary that needs it more now than ever. Needs it now more than ever. Jordan Lewis went down injured. Sidney Jones has played in the slot. 
Sidney Jones played primarily in the slot in 2018, for example, for the Seattle Seahawks. And then in 2019, 2020, he started playing way more man, uh, man, not, not man coverage, excuse me. He started to play more lined out wide for the Seahawks defense. So Dallas could get a versatile cornerback in this sort of move. Uh, he's not starting right now for the Seahawks. He suffered a concussion in the offseason. And then Michael Jackson, the cornerback for the Seahawks, ended up overtaking the starting role. And similar to what we saw between the Cowboys cornerbacks in Kelvin Joseph and Anthony Brown, Michael Jackson never, never let off the never let go of the starting job. So now Sidney Jones is benched in Seattle while they've got Trey Brown coming back from injury. They've got Artie Brown, Artie Burns, excuse me, in that lineup. And Sidney Jones might be available. If you can get him for a day three draft pick, I would love finding Sidney Jones out there. Now that's number one. Number two is wide receiver Kendrick Byrne, another player that we are watching with the Patriots right now. Kendrick Byrne would be a depth move for the Cowboys primarily. But Dallas could use that. Dallas could use somebody behind C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, and Noah Brown. You could see Kendrick Byrne coming in and contributing right away, especially out wide. Kendrick Byrne would not arrive at Dallas in order to play inside. He would arrive here to play in the outside. We have not heard much from him this year because the Patriots offense has been struggling a little bit. They're hoping that Bailey Sappy kind of gets them out of that streak. But Kendrick Byrne in 2021 averaged seven yards after the catch. He was among the NFL leaders in that category in 2021. Byrne could be a sleeper at the trade deadline. And according to ESPN's Dan Graciano, he's available. Or, or at least teams expect him to be available. Cowboys chat says, do we get James Washington back after the bye? Maybe that would be the expectation. Mike McCarthy has not uh, revealed any sort of timetable. He was asked about this last week, and he said that he didn't have a timetable. So no, there is no update there. Uh, Srax also asking about that in the YouTube chat. There is no James Washington update. That being said, one would assume that he will be ready to go after the bye week, indeed. Uh, but not even the, the practice window has not even been activated yet. So you know that he is not expected back anytime before the bye week. But we're close to it, so who knows? And it will depend heavily on what the Cowboys expect out of James Washington if they're going to consider that or not. Oh man, Bailey Sappy fumbled on the handoff. I don't know who, who's to blame there, but usually the quarterback carries a lot of the blame there. I know that. Let's see. Either way, LVE ain't playing good, period, ever since these injuries, says Tino Santiago. You guys know that I disagree there. You guys know that I like how Leighton Banderish has played. Why is Peter still not starting over my governance? It's 7-Eleven. I don't know. I, I've seen the tape. 
And I don't know if I feel that confident about Jason Peters anymore, right? I don't know if Jason Peters was meant to play guard. <laughs> Maybe that deserves more attention. Maybe that deserves more tape review. But honestly, it is very tough to come up with a with an educated opinion on Jason Peters when they're giving him seven snaps a game or 14 snaps a game. I think that he, the number was seven snaps for the game on, on Sunday versus the Lions. So how much can you learn from Jason Peters if he's playing that lip that little? It's tough because you can see how he does in a pass pro kind of set or you can see how he does in an outside zone run. But then how will he fare when he's asked to pull or when he's asked to make a double block and then climb up to the second level? It's tough to know what, where Jason Peters stands, but I still think that left guard it is a problem for the Cowboys, indeed. John Sullivan wants Brandon Cooks. Hey, Brandon Cooks, I would love to see Cooks in Dallas. I will uh, I will agree with John right, right there. S-Rax has any looks into OBJ? Well, if the Cowboys are interested in OBJ, which I would love too, they would have to get ready to see him play until the middle of December or late December, according to the reports that came out over the weekend. OBJ is not close to being back, which I think was a curveball. I don't think that NFL teams expected that to be the case. I think that they were expecting him to be ready earlier in the week. Let's see. Ah, oh, man. Let me share with you a one cool thing, right? Really quick. I think, uh, well, I will save that for later, actually. I will save that for later. I just saw a text pop in, and that will be the cool thing tomorrow, maybe, I think. Spoiler alert. He's always hurt, says AJ Jones. Might be talking about LVE, maybe. Six to Midnight says, it's all bull. LVE is a solid linebacker. Tina says, this guy would disagree with you, bro. Hey, that's fine. That's fine. I'm sure that I'm sure that Micah, uh, I'm sure Micah, I'm sorry. I'm sure that Sky disagrees with me in a lot of things, and I disagree with a lot of things with, with Sky. We both respect each other, of course. We're ADC sports bros. I think that's more than fine. I do think that LB has played well. And I will stand by it for sure. That's my point. They need to let him play to seize the 7-Eleven. I don't know what, what that comment was about. Oh, may, maybe with uh, Peters, though. Maybe with Peters. Toxic Tom says, hey, Mo, knock, knock. Who's there, Toxic Tom? Who's there? Let me know. Let me know in the chat. Anyways, moving on a little bit here. The Cowboys defense is near the top once more, ladies and gentlemen. They're back. And they've never left this season. They've been up there in the pressure rate. They've been up there in the they've been up there in the yards per play categories. All of that. Red zone defense, whatever you want it to be. But after five takeaways on Sunday, they're tied for the third most, no, the fourth most takeaways in the NFL right now. 14 for the Baltimore Ravens, 14 for the Philadelphia Eagles, 13 takeaways for the Buffalo Bills, and now the Cowboys stand at 12. 
That goes to show you just how volatile takeaways are in the NFL. They weren't up there. The Cowboys were not. They were about, about league average, but they were playing strong defense by getting to the quarterback, by being solid in coverage. But now we're seeing the full potential. Now we're seeing the best of both worlds. They, they do not depend on the takeaways, but they can get them. And that's huge for the Cowboys defense. That's the unit that we are hoping gets the Cowboys to the Super Bowl. Oh, Toxic Tom says sweep. Yeah, man, the Yankees were swept. What can I say? It sucks. Sports can be cruel sometimes. But hey, 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 I hope that Bryce Harper goes ballistic versus the Astros. <laughs> Bryce Harper is one of my favorite athletes uh, on non-teams of my own. So there you go. I wanted to say this really quick. The Cowboys' four rivals that are up next are the Chicago Bears, who are 31st in offensive DVOA, the Green Bay Packers, who are surprisingly in the top 10 of DVOA, the Minnesota Vikings, who are 14th, and the New York Giants, who are 8th. I am not concerned about facing any of those offenses. And I think that any... I don't think that anyone expected that to be the case when the season started. I mean, Chicago Bears, maybe. But the Packers and the Vikings and the Giants were supposed to be, we're not, well, the Giants deserve some respect, to be fair. But their offensive line is a bad matchup versus the Cowboys defense. The Cowboys defense can destroy that offensive line, and we've seen it happen already. It will be a streak of games in which the Cowboys can find themselves as the number one defense in pretty much every statistical category, I, I think. That's how good they've been this season. Six to midnight, though, says Burst could mess around and give us a game if we are not careful. Not great against mobile quarterbacks. That's a good point. This is a Super Bowl defense, says Dario. There's no other way to describe it, the unit. There's no other way to describe this unit than a Super Bowl defense. Hotspot Casino says losing Jordan Lewis will not hurt us because Bland will do very well. For those of you who are just tuning in, I had, some, I had some thoughts on that to open up the show. I disagree. I think that it will be a big blow to the defense, in case you want to check that out. But anyways, before we get out of here, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for our weekly segment, Overreaction Monday. Let's get to it. As usual, we will start... With Dallas Cowboys, an overreaction Monday. And the first one is, and you guys know the rules, I will give you a statement. Three of them. We'll keep it short tonight. And you will let me know if it is an overreaction or if it is a fair reaction. So here we go. Let's start with a Cowboys one. Sam Williams, who in 14 defensive snaps... Led the team in sacks, led the team in tackles for a loss, had one forced fumble and recovered the same fumble. Sam Williams deserves to start. Is that an overreaction or is that a fair reaction? Let me know in the Facebook chat and the YouTube chat. And while you're at it, do me a favor and hit the thumbs up. Every like puts this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. 
does does Zam William deserve to start? Barry's is fair over at Facebook. Chat goes with fair. Kenneth with fair. Peter Rizzo for AJ Jones though goes with the overreaction. Floyd says fair. Williams is coming up big. And it's a it's a it's a good question, isn't it? Pretty much everyone is going with fair, which surprises me. He deserves to start as DC for live. Gilbert as well as Rex as well. Floyd Wrights as fair. Toxic Tom says keep him fresh. I'm sorry, Cowboys Nation. I'm going with overreaction. I'm sorry. I hate to do this because I'm excited about Sam Williams. I hate to do this, but I gotta go with overreaction. Here's why. Here's why. Doran Armstrong is still there. D-Law is still there. And I am ready to stop calling Michael Parsons a linebacker. I am ready to I am ready to stop calling him that. He's a defensive end that drops into coverage. Period. I thought that this was the game in which they were going to give him a chance to play linebacker. But yet again, seven weeks into the season, and he has played very, very little linebacker. As an off-ball linebacker is what I mean. That guy is a defensive end, outside linebacker, whatever you want to call him. But Micah Parsons should be counted as an edge rusher. So you've got D-Law, Parsons, Armstrong, even Fowler is getting involved. I do think that it's time for Sam Williams to see more snaps, though. He's at 21% for the season so far. I would guess that it continues to rise, though. Uh, to put it into perspective, Armstrong sits at 51%, for example. So I will go with overreaction. Barry says, you're tripping, Primo. <laughs> The real Darrell says, good call, cannot get hyped after one game. Parsons is a football player, says the real Darrell. Yeah. However, man, and I know, and, and I know he's a chess piece, and I know that he could play linebacker if asked to do so. My point here, though, is that this is not like 2021. It, it's become very different. Here are some numbers. Let me try to open up these numbers real quick. Because I've been surprised at that. I thought that they were going to move him around more than they have so far. Micah has played 94 snaps in the box as a, as a box linebacker. He has played 301 snaps as a defensive lineman. Let's compare that to 2021. So you can see what I mean. In 2021, he had 498 snaps in the box and only 374 at the defensive line. The guy switched positions. Keep in mind that those numbers, he had way more as a box linebacker than as a edge rusher. And a lot of the snaps that he had as an edge rusher came primarily when a defensive end was injured, like Demarcus Lawrence. Because when the defensive end room was healthy, 
you saw Micah way more in the box, not the other way around. Did you see him run down the tight end? Says Desmond. That was impressive. That was impressive. I, I cannot get enough of that play. The Lions run a tunnel screen to the left. They try to get the most out of, uh, they try to get the best out of uh, Micah's aggress uh, aggression. Micah is about five yards in the backfield, five yards deep into the backfield, and he manages to make the tackle at the one. And as I've said, uh, Dan Campbell should not have challenged that uh, because the commentators, at least in, the, in Mexico's broadcast, were calling for Dan Campbell to challenge that. But that was clearly not a touchdown. And when you freeze the frame, you can see that. Toxic says, Micah can't speak Russian in Spanish. Dude is just a marvel. Man, I think, I think that I've never seen anything like Michael Parsons in the NFL in my life. But anyways, moving on to the next overreaction Monday. And this is where we open it up to the rest of the NFL. The Giants are NFC contenders. Overreaction or fair reaction? Let me know what you guys think. The Giants have beaten the Packers, the Ravens, and the Jaguars in consecutive weeks. Their lone loss came against the Dallas Cowboys. They have one loss in 2022. Will that die off? Is that an overreaction? Is that a fair reaction? The best teams in the NFC are all from the, from, from the NFC East. What's going on? Overreactions is Barry. Fair reactions is Floyd. Tommy with the overreaction. Peter Rizzo goes with fair. This is more, this is more of a 50-50 answer right now. Over, the real Lorello goes with over, AJ with over, John says for now. This is more of a 50-50 one. I will go with overreaction. I'm sorry. I, I will admit that I picked the Packers to beat the Giants and I was wrong. I picked the Ravens to beat the, Jaguar, the, the Giants and I was wrong. I picked the Jaguars to beat the Giants and I was wrong. I just think that it's not sustainable. I just think that they've played a lot of close games. They've overcome a lot of deficits. Like two possession deficits is what I mean. And I think that at some point it will come back and bite them. I think that they don't have this super efficient team like it would look like, uh, you know, we're not playing close attention. That being said, though, that being said, the way that the NFL is being played right now in which you see defenses dictating the terms of the game and you see underneath passing game and running attacks getting the best in the NFL right now, I can see how the Giants might be built to win in 2022 because if they find themselves consistently in close games, they will keep winning those because they've got a very strong running game with Saquon Barkley. And they've got a very aggressive defense that can make the most out of third and long situations and second and long situations. So I will give them some, some respect, but I will say overreaction for now. Didn't Washington beat Green Bay? Says DC for life. That's a good point. That's a good point. They did. Who's bad boy though? Stubby. I will allow it. I will allow it. 
but let me know who is bad boy, please. Now, now I'm curious though. Stubby1085 says, I can't look at this kid. He's that hideous. I added that part. He looks like bad boy. I'm sorry. I am scared to enter this into my Google search bar, but I will out of curiosity. Oh my God. <laughs> there you go, man. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever seen this. Let me, let me interrupt this broadcast to share my screen. <laughs> I don't know if I am supposed to know who bad boy is. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you guys, can you guys see this? <laughs> There you go, man. That's me. <laughs> I got to give it to Stubby, though. I got to give it to Stubby. I thought that was pretty funny. I think that was pretty funny. Stubby says, sorry for being a jerk. I didn't think that you read it. <laughs> there you go. Man, I think that when people are jerks in the chat, <laughs> you, you kind of never expect people to read it. But honestly, I think that I've been doing this long enough to, to just not mind. <laughs> so shout out to Stubby for being, you know, for, for being fair play about this whole thing. Shout out to him. One more overreaction question before we get out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, Monday Night Football Edition. Mac Jones will remain benched. Is that an overreaction or is that a overreaction? <laughs> Barry says, Stubby, that was before most time. Stubby will fit right in here. It's a toxic Tom. Stubby needs to look at himself, says Peter Riso. There you go. Welcome into the community for sure. Mac Jones will remain benched. Is that an overreaction or is that a fair reaction? I don't know, man. I struggled with this one. Over says toxic Tom. Fair AF, says Bruce. Fair for AJ. Over for Gregory. The real Darrell goes with over. Fair for Floyd. Sappy is playing lights out. I'm not going to lie. I will say that it's a fair reaction. I think that it's meaningful that Belichick benched Mac Jones tonight. I was very surprised when I fired up the old 22 from last week for the Patriots expecting to see Bailey Sappy throw a lot of easy, high-percentage throws, maybe watch him roll to his right every chance that he got and just take the check down. That's what I was expecting. But what I saw was some legit full-field reads, some out throws, some outside-the-numbers passes that I was impressed by. So I don't know. I will go with fair reaction. I will just roll the dice here and assume that as long as uh, Bailey Sappy doesn't absolutely suck, he remains in there for the Patriots. Isn't Jones hurt? Says Toxic Tom. He is dealing with an ankle sprain, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, well, not. Nah, I mean, he is dealing with an ankle sprain, but he was cleared to play today, tonight, and he started the game. And Belichick took him out. Now, I will admit that I have not read Jeff Ho's article in The Athletic about Mac Jones' attitude. I want to read that, but apparently there's a conversation about Mac Jones' attitude. I need to read that before I speak on it, though. But that's an interesting 
narrative, at least coming out of New England. That's a good deal for the Pats. This sappy fella reminds me of rookie Dak, accurate and not scared to run. And he wears number four, and he's a fourth-round compensatory pick. So, hey, now he just needs to prove that he's a franchise quarterback. Alex says, if over, if not, Wilson, Rodgers, Brady, Prescott, etc., etc., benched, says Alex. Wait, but is that then an, an overreaction, though, or a fair reaction? I'm lost, Alex. I think that if not Wilson, Rodgers, Brady, Prescott, etc. All right. Sam Rose says, who is Mac Jones? There you go. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here on this Monday night. Remember that primetime is brought to you as always by ADC, by ADCSportsDallas.com, of course, but also by primetime. ADC Sports Dallas primetime is brought to you by FreemanMazda.net. Make sure that you check that out over at FreemanMazda.net. The 2023 Mazda CX-50 Carbon Edition is waiting for you. Make sure that you go check that one out. And I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central, as we do every Sunday through Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central. Do me a favor, though. Hit the thumbs up. Every like puts this show in front of more Cowboys fans. Subscribe to the podcast feed as well over at ADC Sports Dallas. Good night to Kenneth, to Floyd, to Bruce, Samuel, Luis. Every one of you, thank you for tuning in. Eric Thomas as well. Gregory, thank you, thank you. Nos vemos mañana, martes. Adios.